Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Christina Boschman. And I'm Gianna Robustiano. We are so excited that you are here. What is Get Real all about? It's about you creating your best life. Are you ready to get real? Those hard conversations are hard. Yes. But there's something that we all need to have at different points in our lives. Definitely. And this could vary from a job. Maybe you're experiencing something with your supervisor or another coworker or a relationship or something with your friends or family. And we all need to have these conversations. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, it's like human beings, we're such emotional creatures. And depending on what kind of family we grew up in, we might just handle everything emotionally, which can really end up causing a lot of of problems if you go to emotion first. Definitely, because you're not really thinking clearly when you're having those emotions come up and you're not going to get anywhere if there's two people yelling at each other in their pure emotion. Right, because you don't get anywhere with that. So I know for me, when I was getting together with Rick, my husband, we had a number of really hard conversations because we were both older. I had been alone for almost seven years, and I was enjoying being alone, (laughs) but I also liked being with him. It was the first time in my life that I could say I did really well every time because I would go in and say, we have to have a hard conversation. Like in my mind, Mm -hmm. say we have to have this hard conversation. It has to be talked about because, like I said, I had been alone for almost seven years. I hated coming home from work at 630 at night and suddenly having to make dinner when for years I would just come home, cut up some kale, maybe a little cabbage, throw some almonds, maybe a piece of salmon, and I would be eating in five minutes. But he didn't like that kind of food. And I remember the day that I just said, this isn't working for me. I can't do this. He got home a couple hours before I did, but he didn't. He was not somebody, and he still doesn't cook at all. And that one day, because I remember I had to go outside and take a few deep breaths before I confronted him with the whole thing, because I had left the food in the refrigerator, and I said, turn on the oven, and once it's preheated, then just put the chicken, it was chicken parm, put the chicken parm in the stove because I was leaving my job and it was like 35 minutes to the house. We'll be all set to eat when I get there. Right? Mm. And he just said, okay, because he was texting. And when I get there, I don't smell any chicken. I don't smell any tomato sauce or delicious hot bubbly cheese. <laughs> there was none of that. And I said, didn't you put the dinner in the oven? And he said, You just told me to preheat the oven. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So the oven was just preheated. All that time. And he didn't take the food out of the refrigerator. Oh, my God. And put it in the oven. I remember just saying, we have to talk about this because this just isn't working Mm -hmm. for me. So those type of conversations, you have to have them. Yeah, you have to because if you don't, then you just let it sit and maybe you think that the other person knows how you feel and they're not a mind reader so they have no idea 
what you could possibly be feeling. And then later down the line, you have some resentment or there's just anger towards one another because you're not having those conversations. Right. Because a lot of times people are living in the house together or, you know, this isn't just home either. It's it's at work just as much yeah. with your manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to say your piece so that you don't end up resenting the other person. And then, too, to get clarity. Like, let me spit back to you. Not spit, obviously. But let <laughs> me say back to you what you just said to me so that I'm sure I'm clear. Yeah, to speak what you need to say and then process it and say it back to them so you have that mutual understanding. Yeah, so that because that gives them the opportunity, too, to tell you what they think you just said, and then you can correct them if that's not. And I think that a big piece of it is, too, is giving the person the time they need to process a hard conversation. Yeah, and everyone is different. We were just talking about this in my relationship We'll have a hard conversation and my boyfriend will need to walk away and go to some water and stare at water somewhere or take a drive to relax himself. And then we'll come back and talk things through and it's in a more like logical mindset instead of in the emotion. In the emotion. Because the science behind all this is, right, when your emotions are flying, you're in that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. We all know how that feels when our emotions are flying. It is so hard to think rationally. Yeah. And that's because the chemicals are going so fast in your brain. Your frontal lobe, the rational part of your mind, literally shuts off. Wow. It's almost impossible to have a rational thought when you're in that place of, of anger, of fear, of frustration, and if you need time to get away, like my previous husband, he was somebody who he needed to have the conversation now. We need to talk about this now. And I would be, I'm somebody that needs time to process. I'm like Cordell. Yeah, I, I'm similar to your ex-husband in that yeah. way. So I would say, I can't do this right now. Just give me half an hour. Let me walk away. Just tell me what you're what you're upset about. Just let me walk away. Let me process it. And then I'll come back. And we can have a rational conversation because yelling at each other isn't going to do anything except make me not like you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be in that place. And to know that about your partner too and to give them that space is huge or that person in your life because I'm kind of one of those people who are like I need to talk about this now not in an aggressive way but just like this is what's happening it's bothering me I need to bring it up now let's talk everything through and sometimes from other people that might be way too much and they need like let's address this And then we'll go deeper into it once I've cooled off. Right. Because I know for Stan, he, it was telling me how he was feeling was a release for him. Mm. He was releasing his frustration. He was releasing his anger. He need to do it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But because I promised myself as a little kid that I wasn't going to be emotional in arguments, I'm taking all of that in. And saying, I literally put a wall 
Like I imagine it as a thick glass barrier between me and the other person so that I'm not feeling the energy that's coming off of it. Because especially Mm -hmm. when it's coming off that strong and I would be like, okay, I need to process this, especially because I see how upset you are and I love you. I don't want you to feel that way. So let me just kind of walk away for a little while, take a breath, take a walk. I'm like Cordell too. I go would go down to the creek, just sit by the creek on the stone for a little while, breathe deep, think it through, go back and say, okay, I think this is what I heard you say. Because we have to get clarity too. Definitely. I think this is what I heard you say. Did I? Is this correct? Yeah. You don't want to make any assumptions, you know, like right. having that conversation. Well, And then it comes up like maybe later. You're like, well, I thought that's what you meant when you said that, but you didn't ask for further clarity on that. You just took it as the surface level thing and then assumed. And then assumptions can get you into a lot of trouble into relationships. Right. All kinds of trouble. Yeah. So it's good to just ask questions and have that clarity. And if you still don't understand Keep asking more questions. It's not going to hurt. That's such a key thing in relationships. And even at work, you know, if you're not asking questions, then maybe you could get yourself into trouble and doing something the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And then that could be even bigger. But instead, like, just ask the question or have that conversation with anybody in your life and it'll get easier and it'll get more clear the more you do that. Well, that's absolutely true because it takes practice. Yeah, it does take practice. And it takes practice together, right? Mm-hmm. And and it, I think that when you're respecting how the other person deals with feelings, especially like high running emotions, when you can res- respect how they deal with it mm-hmm. as opposed to how you deal with it. Yeah, and to know that not everyone's going to process situations the way you do. Everyone's different. Everyone's they different. Have their own way of dealing with different things in life and to know that is so important. Right. And like for 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 Rick, my current husband, he said to me one day, and it was actually kind of, it made me feel so good. He said, you know what I really like about you? And I said, what? And he goes, that you address everything. So I know where I stand with you. It's, that's important. That's important, you know? And he said, "You, I never have to guess. I never have to feel like, I wonder what she means by that. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Yeah. And that that's so important to have in a relationship because mm-hmm. you don't want any of the guessing or going back and forth or anything. This is what I mean when I say this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't leave any any room for guesses or whatever it is. Yeah. And I remember years ago, a job where I worked for a long time, there was a woman constantly complaining about this other person. And I called her. I, call, I decided that the only way to handle it was for me to just call a meeting of the two of them because we had to work together, right? Mm-hmm. And say, let's just sit down and talk about this. And the woman who was doing all the blah, 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 and being all angry and all ticked off, she goes, 
I, I don't have anything to talk about. I'm fine with everything. And I said, well, you have an opportunity here mm -hmm. to say your piece. I'm fine. I think that that, I just, that always sticks out in my head. I can still see the conference room, what she was wearing, mm -hmm. because I thought, here you're being given an opportunity where this other person is going to openly listen to you to have this very difficult conversation to work out this issue that they were having. And she basically just walked away from it. So what I thought, okay. That tells me, as her manager, that she's more about the drama than she is about working things out so that we could work well on the team together, all of us. That would make sense, which is so interesting. You think someone would just want to speak their piece <laughs> instead of holding it in. All right. Well, she wasn't holding it in. She was coming into my office all the time complaining. Well, yeah. <laughs> so she was definitely speaking her piece, mm -hmm. just not to the person that needed to hear it. Right. Exactly. So, and I found it very disrespectful, if you think about it, disrespecting the person that was open to hearing what it was mm -hmm. that she was upset about. So, okay, so you're going to keep this negativity going here when I'm open to hearing what the issue is. Yeah, it's just continuing the drama. Right. Of it. Of it all. Yeah, like why? <laughs> I don't like drama. I know I've said this a number of times. I grew up in it. I call it the drama house. Mm -hmm. There was always a lot of drama, and I decided as a kid that I did not want to live my life that way. It's such an interesting thing as a kid to choose that, mm -hmm. though, to be, to be aware of it. I feel like when I was a kid, I wasn't, Oh, air. Like, I just thought everyone's families were dramatic. Well, I think my my girlfriend, her parents were not dramatic at all. And oh. I loved going to their house. They just sat down and they had a conversation and they worked things out. And sometimes they even did it as a family. Like, they'd sit around the table as a family. Not when I was there, but my girlfriend would tell me about mm -hmm. it. And they would talk things out as a family. Wow. And for me, and interesting too, because her parents, when they got married, believe it or not, her mom was only 15 and her dad was only 17. Oh my and gosh. it's not like her mom was pregnant either. They just got married. Wow. And they had put together this incredibly mature relationship. I think they were probably very old souls. Yeah, it sounds you know, like that. to be able to do that. But I would watch that over there and then I would go home where I I just it was just different. You know, both of my parents were more drama queens. And I would think, can't we just talk about this? Why do we have to yell? Mm -hmm. You know, why is my father throwing something? Rather than just walking, you know, sometimes it's like, just go take a breath, go outside, mm -hmm. take a breath and come back. And I think that that's how I, because I would think that I would just go outside and take a breath. Mm -hmm. So I sort of figured that out for myself. Which is such a huge thing to figure out when you're little and then you take it on later in life? I think, too, because I was always a super, super sensitive kid. Mm -hmm. So fighting, arguing, I would feel it in my stomach. 
And it doesn't feel good. doesn't feel good. I did not like the way that it felt. So even when my kids were young, I was very cognizant of the fact that they could they could very well be feeling exactly the way that I felt as a kid. I didn't want any of that going on in my house. Mm, no. So I was always very much, no, no, we're not going to be yelling about any of this. We're just going to have a conversation. Yeah, because that's, that's a huge example, too, because you don't want to continue a generation of people fighting with each other. Right. And it's so nice now because my kids are both grown, and it's so nice to see how they deal in their relationships. Oh, I bet. To, to watch that. And to see what influence that is showing that you've taught them, like, no, like, we're not going to fight. We're going to talk things through and see how they do. Yeah, and just lives. see how they do with it. It's been fun, yeah. I Because my second son, Ben, if you're listening, I'm talking about you, <laughs> <laughs> is more of a drama person. Mm-hmm. And when he was little... I used to call him Little Mr. Doom and Gloom. (laughs) I remember the first time that I called him that. He was about two and a half years old. (laughs) And he tends to be that way. And it's so interesting because things just tend to go his way in life, you Mm -hmm. know. So why are you Little Mr. Doom and Gloom? But recently I was talking with his fiancée. And she had told me about something that happened. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. From the time he was a little kid, I called him little Mr. Doom and Gloom. <laughs> and she goes, what? <laughs> and I said, yes. Little Mr. Doom and Gloom. But, you know, even so, she's got a way of just breathing deep, just sitting there quietly listening to him, mm-hmm. getting the clarity, and then they have the conversation. So it's it's fun to watch how cross the generations because that's what my book is right let my legacy be love is about intergenerational healing Mm -hmm. and not that i ever felt like i had a bad childhood i say that a million times because i loved growing up on a farm being out in the country and it was just like a wonderful experience but as i started to dive into what was keeping me stuck and holding me back in life i realized these things in childhood Part of it being that my parents were both big drama king, drama queens, a drama king and a drama queen. I don't know <laughs> if there is such thing, but that that had a big impact on me mm-hmm. and the way that I viewed life. Definitely. Yeah. We always talk about that, how much it relates to childhood. Mm-hmm. We can go on for days with this topic. Yeah, because most things do, the things that we struggle with in life, most of them do come from childhood. Some mm-hmm. people are afraid to speak up because when they were a kid, they were constantly told to be quiet. Yeah, that's so true. A lot of my past relationships, they were more in that dramatic yelling back and forth and screaming but i just saw everybody like when you were saying that you would went over to your friend's house and like saw that mm-hmm. normalcy, yeah it was so nice i was like thinking i was like i i had a f- best friend and her house is similar to mine like everyone was screaming even when i was there everybody was like screaming. i'm like i'm here to visit my friend and the mom's like i can hear her scream in my head like screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm like, oh, well, that's normal. And then my aunt's house, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. So 
I didn't have anybody really to see that from until later in life. Well, one thing, this is a very funny story. I'll just tell this quickly. When my son, Ben, he was in high school, he had a girlfriend from the time they were in the ninth grade. They were buddies, just total buddies from the time they were little kids. And then they were about maybe 10th grade. They started to date. Mm-hmm. And she's a really wonderful, wonderful lady. Very emotional. She would get herself so emotional, and I would be, calm down, take a breath, right? Well, I went to their house. They were going to the prom together, I think, when they were in 11th grade. And we went to the house, pull up in the car, I walk up to the door, and I hear all this screaming in the house. And it was her mom, and then she comes out to the door, and she goes, oh, hi, how are you, right? (laughs) And then, so I came in the house, and I'm like, oh, dear, somebody having a fight. I go in the house, and somebody else said, he said, hey, where's the soda? Because it was a party there. You know, there was all these people getting ready for the prom. Where's the soda? And the mom just started yelling, where do you think the soda is? You think the soda would be outside? No, the soda's in the refrigerator. (laughs) And I just started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I just was giggling, you know, like trying to keep it in. And I was thinking... This is where she gets it from. That's so funny. <laughs> it was very funny. Where do you family. think the soda is? <laughs> and I just died laughing. That explains it. Because I remember saying to my son the next day, mm-hmm. like, you know how much I love her. But you do realize that this isn't going to change. No, that's like Because that's how she was brought up. Yeah. And she has adopted it. Mm-hmm. That was very funny. That is so interesting but maybe do you think like if she gained awareness and actively worked on it it would change oh absolutely because i feel like that's kind of i was thinking about myself because i can be very emotional but then it takes the awareness to kind of stop and it's like breaking a deep ingrained habit exactly and it is really paying attention Mm -hmm. and saying You know, I'm not going to let it go in that direction. Yeah. We need to have the hard conversation because that's what helps your relationships grow. And if the other person doesn't want to have the hard conversation, then you have to ask yourself some hard questions of yourself. Yeah. Because good relationships, whether they're home or whether they are at work or any place else, you need clarity to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. You need to understand the other person. I mean, in life, we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be understood. Yeah, we do. And it takes two to tango. It's not only you having the hard conversation, but it needs to go both ways. You need to both see who you are, how you deal with things and talk things through. Because like you said, if someone's not willing to have a hard conversation, then you need to ask yourself some questions on how you want to move forward with this. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it was interesting because this one woman that I know I say interesting all the time. Oh, I say interesting. Yeah, all the time too. <laughs> just no, that's part of our that's part of our spiel. Yeah, we just find everything interesting. <laughs> that should have been the name of the podcast, <laughs> right? I'm um, working with a woman. We're getting we're preparing a re- retreat over in Ireland, which should be very cool. Mm-hmm. She was telling me about something that was going on with her now ex-husband. And I said, well, have you actually 
had that conversation with him. He's never going to want to have a conversation about this and blah, blah. And that's where people go many times. He's never going to be interested. She doesn't really want to hear. Well, if they're sleeping in the same bed with you, it seems like they would want to. And you're making an assumption that they don't want to. And a lot of people go there. Mm -hmm. I always see it within certain people in my family. Like They're like, well... He think he's not gonna help me with this. He's not gonna do that. I'm like, did you ask? Like, right? Did you have that conversation? You can't assume because it's just gonna make things a whole lot worse. And you can't mind read. You can't like. I think I asked that to one of my friends. I was like, "Are you a mind reader? Do you know what they're thinking?" Like, not in a mean way. And then they're it's like, "It's such mm. an excellent question, though, because you have that realization. Oh yeah, I can't hear their thoughts, which is." very nice that we can't hear other people's thoughts like that's a great thing yeah absolutely you know so to think that like oh am i like mind reading again like can i really hear what they're thinking or should i just ask them a question (laughs) ask the question yes yes (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this episode if you're ready to get real follow us on social media the links are below and check out our website www.manifestingmiraclestogether.com Is there someone you know who is ready to get real? If so, then do them a favor and share this episode. Until next time.